Dive into The Divider, Trump in the White House, 2017 through 2021. Go inside the Trump Oval Office, from the chaotic beginnings to the violent finale, with unprecedented access to cabinet officers, top advisors, family members, and Trump himself. New York Times bestselling authors Peter Baker and Susan Glasser offer a riveting must-read portrait of America's 45th president. The Divider is in stores now. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in. We got to let it breathe, though. Hang tight, y'all. Got to connect Facebook. And we have done just that. Welcome in. It is the Mile High Huddle podcast presented, as always, by Chad and Zach and Scott. Here we are. I'm joined by my co-host and partner in crime. You know him. You love him. Zach Kelberman. Zach. Today, the Denver Broncos shocked absolutely no one, but did get a nice little piece of business done in the books, out of the way, a massive five-year extension for Russell Wilson. What was your gut reaction? They shocked some people because some people have called the deal insane. Someone said they were worried, sick over. We went over this on the radio show today, Chad, but it's a landmark day for the Broncos. It's a, what do you call it? A um... Watershed? No, not watershed, tectonic moment in Broncos Mm. history. And it's a signal that the new Broncos era is officially here because not only did they pay their franchise quarterback, they had a franchise quarterback to pay. And it's another reminder that this is not the Trevor Simeon years, the Paxton Lynch years, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, yada, yada. The Broncos legitimately have a franchise quarterback. And better than that, George Payton got that franchise quarterback under contract on the most team-friendly deal as it was going to get with a quarterback like Russell Wilson's stature. We'll get into the nitty-gritty about it, Chad, but this is truly a win-win for both sides. Great day. Yes, we shall. We shall get into the nitty-gritty, and I was excited to see it. Wow. Whoa, top rope super chat Thank out you. of the gates. Wow. We got Gregory Vendeland throwing down a very, very generous super chat, and you know we appreciate that, Gregory. Seriously, you're helping to keep this content coming. Every single night for you, for everyone in the community, and for us. So thank you, big dog. It means a lot. On that topic, we might as well get to this like right away. You can see ticking below the top five finishers on Super Chat last month. All right. Uh, For those listening, the MHH Super Chat August final rankings. DWI guys, number one. EJ, number two. You're going EJ. We'll explain. DW96734, Dale the Legend at number three, Michaela at four, the Duchess, and Greg at five. Now, everyone knows Ethan, DWI guys. He throws down like crazy, uh, but he's number one because of his super thanks contributions. Same with EJ being at number two. So super thanks, if you're watching this after On Demand, when it's not live, um, it's just another way you can show support. You can super chat, even if we're not live, through super thanks on YouTube. And so that's what... DWI guys, Ethan, that's what catapulted him to number one in August. And the same for EJ, Dale at three, Michaela four, Greg at five. So we love you guys. We're going to do the drawing, the final drawing, because we got June, July, August in the books. Sunday night, we're going to do the drawing to to figure out who we're rolling the red carpet out for, Zach, for the meet and greet on the YouTube side. Um, week three, Broncos Niners. And we'll do the same thing for Facebook. We'll, we'll list who, who finished first on Facebook here in just a moment. But much love and respect to Greg and everybody. Uh, not just our top five Super Chat superstars in the month of August, but everyone who has chipped in to help keep the lights on here. Yeah, can't wait for that meet and greet as well. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be awesome. Guys, make sure you are uh, connecting with us on Twitter. You can see, let me let me, uh, let me get to some basics here real quick. You can see Zach on Twitter, at Kelberman NFL, as you see on your screen, myself, at Chad N. Jensen. And also, you're going to want to connect with our producer, Scott Kennedy at Scout Kennedy. Easy, easy stuff to remember 
on Twitter. Also, guys, uh, go to huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. So many great new designs. Easy. Uh, you know, we fixed the pricing matrix, so it's it's as cheap as you'll find merch anywhere under the sun. And it helps keep the lights on here. It's another great way to support what we're doing. Don't forget to go leave your five-star review at Apple Podcasts and enter into the opportunity to get a drawing. We're going to be doing that on Sunday as well. The Duchess throwing down as well. Top rope super chat. Thank you, Michaela. Michaela says, it's a great day in Broncos history. What you make? What do you make of the rumor that there was animosity between the Wilson camp and Broncos during the negotiations? I don't buy it. So, Michaela, love you. Thank you so much. Seriously, thank you. Zach, what have you heard on this? I had actually not heard that rumor. Me neither. Every, everything I heard suggested that, you know, negotiations took months dating back to March, dating back to when he was traded to the Broncos initially. But uh, it's been pretty amicable from what I've heard between George Payton and Mark Rogers, uh, Russell Wilson's agent. So that's surprising to me. I don't really buy it either. Well, and especially, Zach, like the bro fest that was going on today. I mean, the, that press conference, everyone was just loving each other up. Like it was – I did not sense any kind of – issues bubbling under the surface or anything like that. So I'm not sure where that's coming from. Michaela, if you uh, can tell us the source of that rumor, let us know. That's interesting. And thank you so much, Michaela. Before we go any farther uh, tonight, love you. Seriously, love you. Looking forward to seeing you. And I know we will um, at the meet and greet. We got to say thank you. We got to say hello to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream podcast and that is none other than my bookie because listen up all right when it comes to football when it comes to betting winning season has officially returned and there are plenty of opportunities to win at my bookie whether you're a seasoned better or a first timer my bookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks it's simple You follow the link in this show description and sign up using our promo code Wilson22 on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with my bookies at. Yeah, it really is simple, Broncos country. A $250 deposit, for example, puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Uh, The Broncos line... Pertaining to that, I'm sure it's moved, but I think it was at four and a half in favor of the Broncos last I checked. But you can bet on team win totals, predict predict the Super Bowl winner, or use the MyBookie prop builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Again, use code Wilson22 when you sign up and get double your deposit. Follow the link in the notes below and click join now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right, let's get to some other super chats like Sam Bam waiting patiently. Appreciate you, big dog. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, and Scott, and Broncos country. Very inclusive. Love it. He says, so glad we have Russ as our QB for the rest of this decade, at least through 2028. Sounds like this is a team-friendly contract. Is it, in your opinion, go Broncos and let's ride? Zach, explain how this contract favors the Broncos from a dollars and cents perspective. Because when you boil it down, it's basically a four-year deal, and they have options beyond that, and the Broncos added on some dummy years to kind of make the deal uh, uh, look more official than it really is in actuality. Very similar to what they did with the Randy Gregory deal. If you boil it down, it's not really a five-year contract. It's a two-year contract. A lot of guaranteed money up front. Most came in the form of a signing bonus. The rest of it is to be earned over the course of the deal. But they lowered, the Broncos did, his salary cap number, $7 million this season, going from 24 to 17 million. And when you boil it down on a four-year, I think it's 141 over four. It averages 40.5. So it's a little different than the $50 million number that you're hearing through the media and through headlines. When you look at the nitty gritty about it, the Broncos are paying Russell Wilson $40.5 million. That's all guaranteed. That's the bare minimum they're paying. But for, I think it comes out to the eighth best or the eighth highest uh, total in terms of average value. And he's been called the eighth eighth best quarterback in the NFL. So this is as team friendly as it was going to get for Denver, another feather in George Payton's cap, as far as I'm concerned. Mr. Esoterodactyl, thank you for the super sticker. It's great to see you, by the way. It's been a minute. Appreciate you. Um, Nathan, jumping in. It's been a minute. Another It's Been a Minute Super Chat Superstar. Nathan, what's going on, bro? How you been? We've missed you. He says, the Bolts and Cincy. Oh, Peyton, big time for this deal, Zach. I mean... Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. 
It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash Farm Energy Assessment. I'm just happy that George Payton had the foresight to lock down Russell Wilson before Lamar Jackson got his deal, before Joe Burrow, before Justin Herbert. Those quarterbacks are going to make Aaron Rodgers' contract look like chum change. So it's similar to what George Payton did last year with Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, getting ahead of the curve and re-signing uh, players to multi-year extensions. But when you look down the road, even one season, those contracts seem very team-friendly. Um, I'm just happy they locked him in now and did what's best for Russell Wilson, but more so did what's best for the Broncos and their long-term financial interest. I would say, Zach, it's a small price to pay for literally the winningest starting quarterback in NFL history through his first 10 seasons. That's right. Russell Wilson has 113 total victories, 113 total skins on the wall in his first 10 years as a pro. No starting quarterback has won more games in their first 10 years. Zach, on top of that, all right, uh, here's a little bonus value the Broncos get for their purchase today. Russell Wilson is also the only NFL player uh, in history to pass for over 35,000 yards and rush for over 4,500 yards in his first decade in the league. So for those out there saying things like, oh, you know, Broncos are jumping the gun or Russ is washed or wait till we he's at least taking – a snap at under center guys. This is the most reliable and and from a winning, from a, from a standings perspective. All right. This is the most reliable quarterback. The Broncos could have hoped for seriously. And then on top of that, the statistical output we'll get into. Don't, don't trip on that. The Duchess says, I heard it on the fan. Okay. The the rumor about there being acrimony. She says the deadline set by Wilson was last night at midnight or no deal. I wonder who specifically was reporting that, but, um, you know, I don't know how much I believe it, to be honest with you, because, again, it was such a bro fest today. Like, everyone just loves each other at Broncos HQ from George Payton loving Greg Penner, Greg Penner loving Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson loving nothing. I mean, it was all just big incestuous love fest. I don't – it didn't seem acrimonious. Now, I get it, Zach. From a PR perspective, you're going to – if there is anything kind of bubbling under the surface – these guys are pros. They're pretty good at keeping that buried, but I'm telling you, I didn't, I don't think there's anything there. Not to say there weren't like, Hey, well, this is when we would like to get it done, but acrimony. Uh, I don't know. I love what George Payton said. He was thanking Greg Penner for his encouragement and his support. And he goes, of course, also the resources, meaning the money. It's great when your father-in-law is worth $70 billion. I wouldn't think Russell Wilson is like that considering he didn't hamstring the Broncos. He didn't bend them over a barrel, even though he could have. We talked about this on the radio show today. I hammered this point home a lot because I think it needs uh, reflecting reflecting upon. He is worthy of the contract that Deshaun Watson got, a.k.a. fully guaranteed. He took $65 million less in guarantees than Deshaun Watson got, but he didn't hold out for that. He didn't uh, say, it's my way or the highway. I want this money. I don't care about the salary cap. I don't care about player management, player personnel. I want what I want. So I don't think he would set an artificial deadline. I don't buy that rumor for one second. Huero says, uh, and thank you for the super chat, big dog. He says, I want Seth Williams back. I know he has options, though. Zach, what have you heard on that front? The Broncos waived him on Tuesday, was conspicuously not one of the players re-signed to the, to the squad, and he went unclaimed on waivers. He's the only receiver the Broncos didn't find a way to retain, even on the through the 53 of the practice squad. I heard he's not coming back. He has options elsewhere. I haven't heard he signed with anyone, but I'm sure he's negotiating or wants to with the team that gives him some better opportunity to see the field see you know meaningful snaps the Broncos are 
find a receiver and they moved on from a player that they already have at, in spades in Cortland Sutton. I mean, if you put yourself in Seth's shoes, yeah, it's kind of the devil you know in terms of Broncos or your com- NFL comfort zone. It's all you've known since you were drafted as a sixth-round pick a uh, year and a half ago. But you also have to recognize if you're Seth Williams, Zach, the log jam in front of you. And barring some kind of catastrophic major bite of the injury bug that just like decimates the depth chart, you're going to be uh, wanting for a long time. It's going to, it would take a quite a lot to finally get all the way down to a Seth Williams at number five or six on the depth chart to see some, some time. Hey, and by the way, Mac dog's in the house. What's going on, Mac dog. Uh, you could argue the Broncos did Seth Williams a favor by not keeping him on the roster for the sake of keeping him and not letting him see the field. They're giving him an opportunity to find a better place to play and a better you know, chance to see snaps. So I wish him well. The Broncos don't need him though. Mac dog taking some of that hard earned uh, allowance coin, throwing down to support MHH. We appreciate you, brother. Seriously. Thanks, bud. Uh, Phil McLaughlin, also a legend. As we get to our great supporters on Facebook, who also helped this ball keep on a spin. And you can see the, the way that August finished on the ticker below. Gary Leeds Palmer finished number one. Mark Schrader, number two. Phil, as you can see, number three, Lawrence Rivera, number four, Howie freaking day, number five. So we will be doing the drawings for the MHH rollout meet and greet uh, Sunday, the winner of the Facebook side of that coin. Gary says, GLP says, hey, Broncos country, go Broncos, let's ride. We're looking forward to seeing you in just a few weeks time. I mean, it's going to be here before you know it, Zach. Yeah, it's crazy how like we're literally 11 days away from week one, 11 days away from seeing the newly minted Russell Wilson take on his former team that dumped him in Seattle on prime time. Can't wait for that game, man. Jonathan Figueroa, another longtime um, bastion in our community. Been with us since the very beginnings here on YouTube. It's great to see you, bro. We have missed you. Hope you've been well. Uh, Jay Fig says, George Payton continues to prove that he is the best GM in the league. And how about Wilson taking a team-friendly deal to make the Broncos more competitive? Absolute Manning vibes. Hashtag let's ride. I've, I've, I've been getting the Manning vibes for what it's worth since before this thing really even started, before it was official. But um, Peyton Manning only accepted a pay cut in his final season for what it's worth or anything like remotely team friendly when Peyton signed here as a, as an unrestricted free us. Uh, yeah. No street free agent. When he signed here five years, $96 million, Zach, that was top of the market QB money at the time in the spring of 2012. And then his final season, the fourth year on his five year deal, he didn't end up playing his fifth year, but on his, the beginning Peyton's uh, Elway went to Peyton and said, Hey, we need you to take less because we're trying to load the load the uh, the barrels here for you so we can make a run. And he accepted a $15 million, so $4 million less, but incentivized into his contract, Zach, was if you basically if you win the Super Bowl, you get all $19 million you were supposed to get back through incentives. And, of course, he wins the freaking Super Bowl and gets every nickel that was owed to him. Yeah, I love you know there are a lot of things were said today during Wilson's press conference that announced the deal officially. The thing that stuck out to me was he said it's not necessarily how much, it's how many, meaning how many titles the Broncos are going to win over the course of that contract. So yeah, he didn't, like I mentioned, he didn't hold out for a fully guaranteed contract. He didn't want to topple uh, Aaron Rodgers high water mark necessarily. He was okay with a team friendly deal. And when you talk about George Payton, and we devoted a whole segment to this on the radio show earlier today, Chad. What he's done in such a short time as Broncos general manager, completely turning around the franchise, making them respectable, if not a true legitimate Super Bowl contender. He hit on his first draft class initially. The people he's brought in as free agents, Chad. The overseeing of Nathaniel Hackett as head coach. He pulls off the blockbuster trade for Russell Wilson without surrendering two first round or more than two first round picks, without fully guaranteeing his contract. Hello, Cleveland. And then he secures that quarterback to a multi-year deal that's actually team-friendly. So my only question to you, I'll pose it once more, is when are we building the statue for George Payton? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, everyone that wants to, like, just give some virtual bones to Payton, you know, like high five, um, I'm right there with you. But George Payton would be the first one to tell you, hey, wait till we win something before you congratulate me in full. 
root him on, encourage him, but go out and win something. And Zach, again, the winningest quarterback in NFL history through his first 10 years, I'm not too worried about George Payton's team being able to go out there and give fans a little return on all this excitement and investment. 727 mil, what's good, bro? Thank you for the super chat. He says, Daryl Williams at right tackle, uh, we need him. Let's ride, baby. Zach, what do you know about Daryl Williams? Did he used to play for the Bills? Wasn't he a, mm-hmm. a fixture there? I, I mean, is he still on the street? I don't know his status. I'm assuming he is if you're asking about him. He's been a little bit like a Billy Turner, though. Hurt, unreliable, not the best when he's in the starting lineup. They already have a Daryl Williams as far as I'm concerned. I would rather bring back Bobby Massey, even though I've heard people have screamed to me that it doesn't fit the scheme necessarily, but I don't think Calvin Anderson does or Cameron Fleming does as well. I would rather the Broncos ultimately, finally, for once, devote legitimate resources to that position. But here we are talking about Darren Williams in the year 2022. So he is available uh, for what it's worth. Last year, he played over 1,100 snaps, uh, six penalties, which was tied for uh, 19th in at his position, which means like uh, amongst – well, how do you interpret that? The most or the fewest? I'm not sure. Sacks allowed, Zach. He allowed four. Uh, his grade overall was actually in the green. It ain't easy, dude. Trust on pro football focus to get a, gr- a grade that is in the green uh, section. So, you know what? I might be feeling this a little bit. Honestly, I might be feeling Daryl Williams, but I the Broncos don't seem to be too. Um, I mean, they did sign that kid from they did sign. And by the way, thanks, Mr. Producer. They did sign that kid from CU. What was his name? I'm brain farting his name. You had the article. Yeah, I just want to pull up uh, Billy Turner's, if you could, because if the best we can do is 61.5 at right tackle, there's a serious problem. I I don't know why they continue to use Band-Aids and duct tape at that position. His name is Will Sherman, former Colorado uh, tackle, played left and right tackle on the practice squad. Hopefully he's better than Cameron Fleming or Calvin Anderson, but we shall see. We shall see. That's, I mean, really, when you look at this offense, that's the only thing that kind of jumps out to me, Zach, as a potential vulnerability is right tackle, just because, you know, Russ is a veteran. And so if Billy Turner's healthy, I I don't worry too much about him. You know, it's not like Aaron Rodgers was constantly running for his life the last three years with Billy Turner helping to keep him, helping to block for him. Uh, but is he healthy? I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. It went from a simple like knee issue that caused his release from Green Bay, but apparently Hackett signed off on that. Then he needed a knee scope in the offseason, and now they're just hopeful he'll practice in week one. I mean, playing week one, starting week one. So it went, you know, it's a kind of a, a skeptical timeline for Billy Turner, and there's nothing really behind him. The, my problem with him specifically, if you want to bog down the conversation at right tackle, we've seen Billy Turner. He literally played for the Broncos before, a couple years ago. As it wasn't that long. He's a better guard, I feel like, than tackle. I just feel the Broncos can do better protecting their $296 million investment now in Russell Wilson. Muted. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. I think. My key commands were not working. That was weird. Uh, Big Earn, thank you, buddy. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. Another longtime member of our community. Mike also in the house. Michael Ronquillo, what's going on, bro? Um, yeah, let's move on to something more sexy than than right tackle because we're not going to know anything till Monday night football anyway, right? Like it's been sight unseen. No, just trust us. He's going to be ready. Whatever. We'll let the chips fall uh, when the time comes. But Zach, today, um, the statement that was released, obviously there was a nice little press conference after the the news of Russ getting extended. Um, but preceding that, there was a press release sent out to us and there was a statement from Broncos owner slash CEO, Greg Penner. And I just want to read a couple of lines from Zach where he says, quote, this is an exciting day for the Broncos and our fans as we announce a long-term commitment to Russell Wilson as our franchise quarterback. I want to commend George Payton and his staff for their hard work and diligence in reaching this agreement, which has been a top priority for our organization. In addition to being a terrific QB and winner, Russell is a dynamic leader whose positive impact is felt throughout our entire team and community, close quote. So, Zach, what I love here is them talking about, like, it's a long-term commitment, and he is our franchise quarterback. It's been so long since we've been able to hear anything remotely approaching franchise quarterback, you know, associated with the Broncos. I'm not going to lie. I like how aggressive Greg Penner has been in uh, getting involved in the Broncos business since taking over as part owner with the uh, with the Walton Penner group. He's the one that's been, the I think, the point man, considering he had the resources. A, a lot of Russell Wilson's contract was paid up front in the form of a signing bonus, liquid cash. And it helps when you have an owner worth $70 billion. So no surprise, Chad, it only took less than three months from Walton Penner's agreement to purchase the team to Russell Wilson putting pen to paper. It's good to have money. Amen. Andrew Baker, what's going on, bro? He says, this is a great deal, but is Russ at his peak or can he get better? Let me start off on this one, Zach, because it has been my humble opinion from the drop that he can get better because, you know, I'll read a few, a, a few things to you that should hammer home. You know, you go, Oh, winning his quarterback in his first 10 years ever. Yeah. But that was because of the defense. All right. How do you explain this then? All right. Russell Wilson is ranked, uh, you know, 10 years in the league. Um, he's top 10 in the following statistical categories in those 10 years. Ready? Top 10 in touchdown passes, he's ranked second. Only one quarterback has thrown more touchdown passes over the last 10 years than Russ. Ranked fourth in completions, fourth in passing yards, fourth in passer rating, ninth in completion percentage. Now, that was on a team, gang, that was run the ball first and play defense. Run the ball. So a lot of that production, Zach, my point here being, was in spite of the organizational philosophy and impetus, not because of Broncos right out of the gates telegraph. We're not going to make that same mistake. We're going to hashtag let Russ cook or we hired a young offensive minded coach the, together. They're going to create an offense. This isn't just like Russell stepping in on Hackett's offense. We've heard them and other reports too, Zach that have illustrated that they built this offense together. This whole enchilada is wrapped around Russell Wilson. So I think to answer the question, there is more more reason to believe that the best is yet to come from Russell Wilson than not. Yeah, I don't think he's at his. I agree with this comment. I saw it and I want to highlight it from Nick D here. Uh, Nick says, if I can click it, I don't know why my mouse isn't working. Russ isn't at his athleticism peak, but his passing will never fall off. That's kind of how I feel when you're going on 34. He's not going to get any younger, obviously. I don't think his legs are, are going to get any sprier, but his natural ability, his intuition at quarterback won't fall off. He'll have that over the duration of his contract. So he's not at his peak, but he's not in a decline either, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, father time is undefeated. It's it's only a matter of time before um, 
you know, the, the physical wherewithal begins to diminish. I believe that Russell Wilson, yeah, he might he might be, to, to use Nick's uh, vernacular here, he might no longer be at the peak of his athleticism, but I, I don't, I mean, you watch those, I don't know if you still, you probably don't have that, those stats up of what Russell produced post-injury. <laughs> Tell everybody, because the book on Russ from last year is, oh, he's washed, you know, he suffered that. He suffered that uh, thumb injury or middle finger injury on his throwing hand, and then just he never was quite the same. So the Broncos are getting some damaged goods. Hold on now. Hold on now, Zach. Yeah, it was a mallet finger injury on his throwing hand, and that injury came with about a six- to eight-week timetable. And Russell Wilson, being Russell Wilson, being the competitor that he is, he returned about three weeks later, so half that time. He didn't play that well, but after that initial six- to eight-week time span elapsed, and he was fully recovered, as he should have been. He finished the year with 11 touchdowns and two picks in five games. That's good for a cumulative rating of 103.7. So falling off, washed, I don't think so. Word. By the way, before I forget it, as you guys can see on the ticker below, our top five finishers and supporters on Super Chat last month, the top two ranked a big reason for that was their contributions on Super Thanks. Also wanted to give a shout-out. It wasn't enough to put him anywhere in the top five overall, but shout-out to Joel Katz, who finished third amongst Super Thanks um, superstars. So appreciate that, Joel, if you're listening, buddy. Really, we do. Sam Bam, another great stud. Number two tonight, saying, are there any right tackles that got dropped on the waiver wire that the Broncos should give a look? And then who is Billy Turner's backup at right tackle was kind of hoping we'd give Alex Leatherwood a look to be the backup. He's bust, dude. Alex Leatherwood is like 10-foot pole. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't touch him with even with a 10-foot pole. Uh, um, but what's your answer for uh, anyone waived, uh, et cetera? A literal turnstile is better than Leatherwood in pass protection. He is beyond brutal. And I think the Bears picked him up, and they assumed Leatherwood's salary. I think it's like $6 million, so good luck to them. I did like Tyre Phillips, but he got claimed on the waiver wire as well. There's really no one out there, and it's hard to find capable tackles. Look what the Cowboys are doing. After they lost Tyron Smith probably for the year, they are working out and more than likely will sign 40-year-old Jason Peters to play less left tackle. It's hard to find quality linemen. That's why I'll continue saying until they do, please use a high round draft pick on a tackle. Please, George. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Just to uh, further illustrate, um, I didn't realize I wasn't logged into PFF when we first looked at Daryl Williams. For what it's worth, 1,172 snaps last year, Zach. 778 were pass-blocking snaps, 394 run-blocking, six penalties, four sacks relinquished, nine hits on the quarterback. Total pressures allowed, 40. But look here, 500, only half of that production came at right tackle. So he is a guy that can swing inside, outside. Amongst, like, available dudes, I honestly don't think, for right tackle candidates, okay, the Broncos could find anyone 
more accomplished or with better ability to kind of come in and impact right away than Daryl Williams. But he's not much of a change up from Billy Turner if you get Billy Turner if he's healthy. So who's backing up Billy Turner to answer that? The two backup tackles on the roster, Calvin Anderson, Cam Fleming, and Zach, I don't think they like Calvin Anderson as a right tackle. I think if something, I'm knocking wood, if something happened to Billy Turner, until Tom Compton comes back, who's on the pub, I think Cam Fleming would be the right tackle. What do you think? I don't like Calvin Anderson as a tackle, period. He He's really shown me nothing substantial. Cameron Fleming's a turnstile. He's a, a barely a holdover kind of guy. There's no one to get excited about. And when you're signing William Sherman, former Colorado tackle, it shows you how dire the position really is. And we're judging this conversation, Chad, about Turner and Williams based on the PFF metric which we hammer all the time is being subjective True. and, you know, you can't take it for all the salt in the world. So I guess he would be an upgrade based on that set 67.5 compared to 66.2 for Billy Turner. I would like someone in the seventies. That'd be nice. Well, and Daryl Williams, let me check his age. He's 30. So he's, he's, he, he's crossed over just barely yesterday. Actually, Zach was his birthday. Uh, so he's still young enough to probably give you some juice if push came to shove, but we always like to try and get at least one Twitch question per night. And this one comes from Savage Boy Kev. Appreciate you watching and participating in the conversation, buddy. He wants to know, Zach, what is this team's biggest question mark other than right tackle? If you come to mind, all on defense. Defensive line, the depth there is questionable. I would prefer the Broncos add a vet just like they did in the secondary um, with Darius Phillips. Inside linebacker is a question mark because you have Josie Jewell who – is to me is not Luke Keekley. Jonas Griffith is a good player to have. He's coming off an injury, and then it falls off after that. When you have Alex Singleton and Justin Sternod, I'm I'm really disappointed that Joe Schobert didn't work out. And um, at quarterback, they only kept five, which I thought was surprising. And they swapped one out today, saying Bassey for Darius Phillips. I think it's an upgrade, but I think they're a little light there. So pretty much those spots on defense are question marks for me. I'll take it. And by the way, another super from Mac Dog. Appreciate Thank that, you. big dog. Thank you. Um, I'll take it in a little bit more intangible direction, my answer to that question, what concerns me or what's the biggest weakness. It's not so much weakness, Zach, or at least it hasn't revealed itself to be that yet, but it's just the overall novelty of this new coaching staff, meaning head coach in his position for the first time ever, all three coordinators in their respective positions for the first time ever. That's a lot of new and first time. Now, Russ is going to be the kind of Band-Aid kind of bridging those issues. I think whatever growing pains come from those guys being in their respective positions for the first time, he's going to help microwave that, accelerate that trial and error curve. But we don't yet know for sure what the depths of that are going to be until we actually, I mean, because even in the preseason, Zach, we saw next to zero tactical schematic evidence of what these guys plan to do outside of their base looks. And we, we already knew what their base looks were going in. So, by by the quarter season point, I think we'll know for sure exactly what caliber coaching staff this really is when push came to shove. But that's the only thing. I and and I don't think it's something Zach that is so great that it's Russell can't overcome it and the and the talent on this team can't overcome it. But it's something that is bears watching as we march through that first quarter of the season. I think. I just was so encouraged about Hackett's offensive play calling. I was watching that specifically and closely during preseason, and I saw more boot action out of Brett Rippon than I saw all of last season under Pat Shermer in that Vikings game uh, last weekend. I saw you know offensive philosophies rooted in the modern-day NFL. Getting Montreal the ball, for example, one of your playmakers, what a concept. Look what it did. So the Broncos mm -hmm. are in good hands offensively, especially with Russell Wilson at quarterback. But I also echo your sentiments. It's a very inexperienced and young coaching staff. Jero Evero being a first-timer, Dwayne Stuke stepping into that role as well. They have a lot of young coaches um, employed right now. So I want to see how it works out. Shout out to Kyle Olson throwing down a super chat. Appreciate that, buddy. Connect with us on Twitter because we like to shout out our super chat superstars and supporters after each and every show. Uh, Drew Hollenbeck, a Mount Rushmore Super Chat superstar here. Stud, we love you. Thank you we, we long for your presence, dude. Every single night we're like, where's Drew? No lie. It's great to have you, bro. He says, big day. Contract seems pretty uh, team-friendly, at least for the next few years. Zach, 
Yeah, Drew's also holding it down on Twitter, man. He actually has common sense and fighting off some of these trolls and some of these salty Seahawks fans, man. I can't escape them from my mentions. But yeah, it is team friendly for a few years, the way it's structured. He has relatively low cap figures and it's going to be easier to take on when the TV contracts kick in and the salary cap goes up. It'll be chump change. You know, year seven, though, the last age 40 for Russell Wilson, his base salary is like $50 million. So that's why I think he's not going to see the duration of this deal one way or the other. They're going to renegotiate probably around year four, year five, if not sooner. Mark Schrader. Hey, bro. It's good to see you as well. Uh, appreciate everything you do for all the podcasts here at MHH. So good to see you, big dog. Also, the Oi Boy, Chaos Josh in the house. My fellow uh, brother in punk rock, my fellow brother in orange and blue saying, Evening Priests, the season is finally here. Russ is signed and all is well. For now, outside of right tackle, I think we're going to hit the ground running. Let's ride. Hey, it's great to see you, bro. And you know what? If Billy Turner is healthy enough to really go week one, right tackle might not be that that gaping concern everyone has right now. It might end up just being lost in the shuffle, and he gives you, you know, slightly above replacement level production, and Russell does his thing with that preternatural ability to sense pressure whether it's from his blind side or his face side you know he's a hard quarterback to sack dude and it's not just because of his athleticism and ability to kind of wiggle out of things that dude like all the true greats zach has that those eyes on the back and sides of his head dude that he can just sense when things are closing in like i don't have any remember that hit drew lock took that cost him in 2020 in the steelers game where he he kind of Goes out, kind of drifts yeah, out. Eli to the Wilkinson right. blew a block, the right tackle. Well, still, dude, like, have you ever seen, and I, I'm sure it's happened in all fairness, Zach, but have you ever seen Russell Wilson take that kind of a blindside hit where he just didn't see it coming? Nothing jumps out in my mind's eye. I'm sure it's happened. My point being here, though, is you don't need all pro caliber right tackle to, to get by with Russell Wilson as your quarterback. Just don't be a complete sieve and liability. Yeah, don't forget, though, the Broncos don't want Russell Wilson scrambling all that much. They want to keep him in the pocket as much as possible, so you need your right tackle, preferably to hold up and not get your quarterback drilled. That's why he wanted out of Seattle, because he was being hit and harassed too much to begin with. You said, how did you categorize Billy Turner's uh, barely above average, sub-average play? Is is that... Uh, barely, barely above replacement Barely above like replacement that. level. Is that really what we are celebrating? Is there a possibility we're overrating Billy Turner just a little bit? Is that at all possible? Recency no, no, bias. no. I don't, I don't think you and I are overrating him. I think the Broncos might be overrating him. <laughs> sure. Like, in Sharpie, like, goes without saying, fade accomplice starter at right tackle. Billy Turner didn't have to compete for Squizot. Nothing. No, he didn't have to compete for anything. He was just, are you taking breaths? Do you have a heartbeat? You're the starter at right tackle. Now, maybe that's because, Zach, Nathaniel Hackett, by virtue of his last three years with Billy, knows things we don't know relative to his scheme and fit and all that stuff. So maybe we should give him some benefit of the doubt in that sense. But I feel you. Mike, thank you for the stars, bro. He says, what are y'all's thoughts on the cornerback signing from Cincinnati? Zach, you had the article for us, so break it down. Yeah, I was not a big fan of Visang Bassey at all. I thought maybe Jaquan McMillian can take his spot on the 53. That didn't happen, but Visang Bassey was waived today in favor of Darius Phillips, who I really like a lot as a sneaky back end of the roster upgrade because he's better in coverage. He's more of a ball hawk than Visang Bassey. He can play inside or outside considering his build, but he's also a really good special teamer. And this is another win for Dwayne Stukes. He has, I think it was 50 uh, kick and punt returns over the course of his career. He also handled those duties in college at Western Michigan, where he was a two-time, two-time special teams player of the year, Mac special teams player of the year. So as your cornerback five, I feel like it's a massive upgrade for what that's worth over his saying Bassey. Mm-hmm. 5'10", 190 pounds. Yeah, I'm excited about it as depth. Uh, that was something you and I lamented the last time we were on this podcast was, hey, you got a pretty impressive starting trio if you can stave off the injury bug. 
if you need to turn to your depth right now with OJ Mudia, who even if he was healthy, is nothing to write home about. Damari Mathis and Isang Bassey and then McMillian on the practice squad or whatever. You need one more proven guy with a little bit of bona fides. Like it doesn't have to be top level, you know, free agent signing, but a guy that has some live bullet experience and they they took care of that. They checked that box. Uh, Dave from Georgia, what's good, bro? Thank you for the super chat. One of our great superstars of your, he says, we need to keep our speed guys healthy. Hashtag let's ride. Broncos have some speed on that offense, baby. Like just Jerry Judy, sub four five, of course. KJ Hamler, sub. Uh, Montreal Washington, sub. Jalen Virgil, don't sleep on him and his speed, man. For for an offense that has a quarterback that likes to go long, baby, they've got every I think conceivable arrow you would need in the quiver to make that happen. Uh, in terms of cornerback, I want to just say I would be more comfortable if they even added one more. You know, I think five is a little light in a passing league, especially in the AFC West. Um, what were we, uh, what was the top? <laughs> I forgot what we were just talking about. I was too busy we're about talking about the speed on this. Oh, that's right. I was, I was going to I was gonna say Albert O being a former receiver and he's pretty much a receiver trapped in a tight end's body. I, that's another speedy weapon. Melvin Gordon being the pass catching back that he is. That's another weapon. You can open up this offense in so many ways. And I can't wait to see how to do it. Opethian saying uh, one of our just most ardent listeners, commenters, love you, big dog. He says, Jawan James vibes from Billy Turner. Has it, has it reached that not level yet. for you yet, Zach? I'm not hearing any farting coming out of Dove Valley at right tackle, so he couldn't be uh, Juwan James yet. If he doesn't play through an injury that he can come back from, uh, I would declare him Juwan James, but he's not there quite yet. Uh, yes, he's even if he even if he ends up being Juwan James vibes, all right, cheap relative to the right. cost of those vibes that Juwan James handed to the Broncos. Uh, ben Wallman with some stars throwing down. Let's ride. Yes, indeed, brother. It's going to be a fun season, isn't it? I mean, just think right now, Zach, the exuberance we have felt in the chat tonight, just from a really positive, um, warm and fuzzy kind of development happening today and Russell getting extended. You know he's going to be here long term. Imagine what it's going to be like in these chats. Miguel, what's up, bro? Thank you. It's great to see you, my friend. Uh, thank you for everything. Imagine what the energy is going to be like, Zach, when Russ starts stacking those dubs, man, on our gut reaction pods after each game and aftermath. It's going to be so much fun covering this season. I mean, the buildup to week one is insane. Take away the fact it's a revenge game. I mean, he's coming off a massive contract uh, and he hasn't played a snap yet. He was mothballed off preseason. So it's like his first snap in a Broncos uniform. The stakes could not be higher. I cannot wait to see y'all on the night of September 12th after the Broncos route Seattle in front of their salty fan base. Travis Weber, what's up, bro? Appreciate you. It's great to see you. He says, I'm ready to ride. Let's go Broncos. And he says, let's go Utes on Saturday. Utes going against the Gators in the swamp. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A rally around the Rocky Mountain teams. Uh, Eric Weber, what's going on, bro? Appreciate the stars, my friend. He says, what's up, Priests? Good day in Broncos country. I'm loving Peyton's efforts. Here's to hoping we can stay healthy and he can just tinker with the roster as needed and continue building for the future. Amen, bro. From your lips to the ears of the football gods. So be it. There's nothing more you can, you know, demand out of George Peyton. He did not fulfill in his two years on the job. He's, he's really done everything except win. Amen. AKA, so be it. Corey H., what's going on, dude? Another great Super Chat superstar. Uh, so many of our legendary members of our community. The lore dripping from tonight's live stream podcast. I love it. Corey's got some lore. He says, this is so much about having deep pockets and new solid ownership. What a change compared to the last few years. Let's get this thing going. Go Broncos. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Cash on hand, no longer a problem. No longer even an issue for your Denver Broncos. It's nice when your owner is like worth the next five or six owners combined, as it were, with Rob Walton. It's nice to have liquid cash on hand. And um, it's also nice having a franchise quarterback that puts the team first and puts winning first and not his pocketbook. It's nice having a franchise quarterback to actually pay. This is a new day in Broncos country, a landmark day, and I'm very happy about it. 
Uh, we are at 45 minutes, so we're about out of time. Any any burning topics, get them in the chat. Uh, and you know what? Also, curious what everyone's plans are this weekend. We got you got a three day weekend for Labor Day. Um, we hope any of you who travel in my neck of the woods, all right, uh, you go out, you you go up the mountains, you you know take your boat out on the lake or you hike or you fish or you camp or you that's what most people do on labor day so those of you who are doing any traveling this weekend uh just get there safe and sound so uh we can look forward to chatting with you tomorrow zach you got any big plans for this weekend before we dip on out no my plan right now is to address this by the best named super i've seen tonight or comment i've seen tonight zach vignolo says mike boone rb number three in my opinion should be our running back number two he looked quick and fast elusive i know zach agrees with me on that lol yeah and zach i hope more people are coming around to mike boone after watching what he did in the preseason he really is so shifty and he brings an element to the backfield that to me Neither Melvin Gordon nor Javante Williams can replicate. He just has that acceleration, that burst, and I hope he gets some carries on offense. I think he will. I, you know, first of all, last season, that coaching staff, they were just moronical. Um, but I think a, a big reason why you hardly saw anything from him, even after he returned from injury, was he was injured to start the season. And, I mean, they're, they just weren't smart coaches. I think Mike Boone, especially we know how much – uh, Nathaniel Hackett is a proponent of the running back by committee ethos. And specifically within the RBBC, it's about riding the hot hand. So I think Javante Williams is going to be this team's workhorse by and large, but you would just have to be not smart, Zach, to not figure out how to utilize Mike Boone in this scheme. It would be to your detriment. He's out there waiting for you. It's like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. You ever seen that movie with uh, many great actor, including Pacino and whatnot? And there's this epic scene with Alec Baldwin, and he's he's grilling the salesmen who just aren't doing a good job selling. And he's in their face, and he's hurling epithets at them. And he goes, they're out there waiting to give you their money. Are you man enough to take it? You know, he's like razzing them a little bit. Mike Boone, he's sitting there waiting to give you some production. Are you man enough to capitalize? That's my question to these Denver Broncos. I think if Nathaniel Hackett's the man we believe he is, you know, he'll find a way to get his RB3 some touches. If he gets his wide receiver five the ball, like Montreal Williams' case, he can get his RB3 a few carries. And I agree with what Jamie said in the comments. A, a few wheel routes for Mike Boone out of the backfield with the weapons they already have on offense, how do you defend that? You can't. Peter, Geiger Gaming in the house from down under. Great to see you, my friend. He says, uh, finally catching a live stream. I'm so excited for this season. New ownership. So far, uh, good GM and a proven quarterback. Let's go. Let's ride. Appreciate that, Pete. It's great to see you, buddy. Let's ride. Broncos uh, country, let's ride. We're going to hear that constantly. And people are actually making it a thing now. Every other major team seems to be doing that, either in an ironic or unironic way. So, laughs on them. Um. For what it's worth, I've never been much of a country music fan, all right? Uh, over time, I, it started growing on me because the woman I married, she's, like, way into country music and whatnot. Not the lame pop stuff you hear on the radio, but, like, you know, only Garth Brooks, Garth Knight. Sorry, dude, this triggered an anecdote. Bear with me. She convinced me to go to a Garth Brooks concert. Oh, here about four or five years ago. And let me tell you something, Zach. That SOB played for three hours dude i'm like looking at my watch ready to bounce like an hour in i'm thinking you know anyone who's been to a show hour hour and a half tops no 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 no. this dude sold out an arena and then played to that arena for three freaking hours and even though i'm not into that music i had to give the man his props garth knight thank you dude for that super chat it's great to see you you've really been um showing some consistency on Super Chat lately, and we appreciate that. It says, by the way, it's nice to pay a quarterback who you don't have to worry about studying game films, Zach. Yeah, a little Kyler Murray joke. I can't believe the the Cardinals bowed to the public pressure. I thought they were within their rights to stipulate that, and it's more on Kyler. Everyone's like ignoring the fact that Kyler Murray needed that in his contract to begin with. 
He'd rather play Call of Duty and Fortnite than actually study the playbook. So, yeah, I mean, you can call Russell Wilson a robot. You can call him corny, whatever, make fun of him saying, let's ride. He loves with a capital L football. And that's the number one thing I want for my franchise guy. On that subject, it was actually funny today. I can't remember to give credit who asked it. I think it might have been Mike Cliss. I can't remember, but said, did you include a, a clause in this contract that mandates Russell Wilson not study for four hours a week because he should take a break because he's obsessed with football? And it was a nice little moment of levity for uh, George Payton and the dudes there. Darius Simmons, probably our last super chat of the night because we got to get going. He says, what's up, Chad and Zach? How many tutties do you think Russ will throw against the Seahawks? And how many interceptions do we get against Geno Smith? <laughs> I wish it was Locke. LOL. Glad to catch y'all live. Thank you, Darius. It's good to see you, bro. Appreciate the support. It might be Drew Locke. Geno isn't the most like uh, durable quarterback or built quarterback. He's pretty slender. So if the Broncos hit him enough times, I'm not advocating for it to happen, but you might see Drew Locke in that game or if Geno implodes like Geno Smith tends to do. Um, in terms of how many touchdowns, I'm going to keep it realistic. I could say four or five. I'll say two because the Broncos will get two on the ground with Javante and Melvin Gordon as well. It's going to be a well-rounded 28-13 to 13 victory for the Broncos. Ooh, I love it. Damian Clark Warren, another longtime member of this community, jumping in 11th hour super chat. Appreciate that, Damian. He says, hey, fellas, long time, uh, but not too excited because of the hole at right tackle. Well, I wouldn't say it's a hole quite yet. Now, Billy Turner ends up like constantly not quite being healthy enough or they trot him out there. And like the previous comment about, you know, from Opethian about uh, getting Juwan James vibes, if it ends up tracking that way once we're in the regular season then i'll be right there with you damien calling it a hole but nathaniel hackett seems to be pretty confident that billy turner not is not only going to be available a but b that he's just like he's good enough to just be fate accompli right tackle it didn't like he's the only guy outside of russell wilson and maybe Cortland sutton zach on that offense maybe maybe garipoles who did not have to compete at all for their job they didn't even have to justify it like in the case of Turner. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a hole, but I'd say it's like a sheet that's taped over a, a shattered window. You know, it's it's barely going to get you by. And you consider it in context with the rest of the OL. Garrett Bowles, younger player. Dalton Reisner, younger player. You know, these are foundational guys. Lloyd Cushenberry, younger player. Quinn Miners, younger player. And it just seems like the Broncos have this rotating veteran retread cast of right tackles. Maybe Billy Turner is the answer, but everything I've seen, everything I know about him, and everything he's proven to be, which is right now an injury liability, doesn't point in that direction. Well said, my friend. Let's dip on out of here, huh? I'll get the, <laughs> yeah. the shout-outs ready on that to go. Note, yeah, it's always the right tackle ending on that. That was, though, the MHH pod, the Mile High Huddle pod. You can follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen, myself, Kelberman NFL, Scott at Scout Kennedy, and of course, the main account for all your Broncos needs at Mile High Huddle. Be sure if you haven't, go to huddleuppod.com and get yourself some sexy swag like you see Chad and I rocking. I promise you it's well worth the investment, worth your time checking out huddleuppod.com and facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page, follow that page, and if you haven't, please Go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every month. But as you see ticking below you, please, it's imperative, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Shout out to these great supporters on Facebook tonight. Gary Leeds Palmer, Phil McLaughlin, Eric Weber, Andrew Baker, Ben Wallman, Mike Reno, Travis Weber, and Miguel Santistevan on YouTube. Our great Super Chat superstars, starting with the Duchess, Michaela, uh, Sam Bam, Gregory Vendeland, uh, Mr. Esoterodactyl, Nathan uh, Huero, MacDog in the house, JFig, 727Mill, uh, Kyle Olson. We got Drew, Oi Boy, Josh. We got Dave from Georgia, Corey H., uh, Pete, a.k.a. Geiger Gaming, Garth Knight, Darius Simmons, and Damian Clark Warren. Much love and respect. We'll see you Sunday night, and we'll 
Sorry, I like something I stuck in my tongue. Anyway, we'll we'll do the announcement for the winner for the meet and greet on YouTube and Facebook. It's going to be dope. Have a great weekend, great uh, holiday weekend. Stay safe, take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.